Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Take a Step podcast. In this episode, we're going to kick off a five-part series that's going to cover each core value behind Take a Step. The core values consist of faith, relationships, career, mental, and physical health. And I'm excited to kick things off with the concept of faith in this episode. Um, And I want to say that I think it's very important for anybody to have a logical defense to to stand on when they explain why they believe what they believe. Uh, I think it shows a tremendous sign of strength for anybody to be able to stand up for what they believe in and present that case to anybody at any given time. So this is my example of that. Uh, I hope you enjoy. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. What's going on and welcome to the Take a Step podcast. I'm your host, Josh Johnston, founder of Take a Step. It's a community that's focused on bringing together like-minded individuals who are all focused on growth so that we can really push each other towards maximizing each individual's God-given potential. If you find value in this podcast, please leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening on. It helps us to grow the community and ultimately change more lives for the better. Feel free to give me a follow on social media at underscore underscore take a step underscore underscore and reach out to me if you have any questions or just want to connect. With that being said, let's dive in. What's going on, guys? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Take a Step podcast. I'm so excited for this episode specifically because we're kicking off a five-part series that's going to be covering all the core values behind Take a Step. And to kick it off, we're going to be covering the idea of faith. And I'm super excited for this one specifically because previously in my life, I would have never felt comfortable sharing what I think about faith, what I believe. Um, And over the past few years, I've really done a lot of growing and and self-realization and uh, just becoming a lot more unashamed uh, with my faith. And I, and I want to share that with you guys. And I want to preface it as well by saying, I'm not here to preach to anybody specifically. Uh, I'm not a pastor. I don't claim to be you know an expert on the matter, but at the same time, I'm extremely passionate for why I believe what I believe. And I think there's so many people that can take a lot out of my perspective and resonate with it. So let's dive right in. Uh, I want to start off with a little bit of background on my faith journey. Um, because I think that would provide a good segue to how I got to what I believe today. So I, I claim to be saved at a very young age. Uh, I, I went to a private Christian school in first through fifth grade, and we, would, we had Bible classes. We would have, have uh, homework that we would take home and uh, work through with our parents. And uh, I was covering the story of Adam and Eve. And, you know, I saw, you know, how much God loved Adam and Eve and, you know, what all he gave to them and, 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 and entrusted them with. And I saw how they sinned against God, tried to cover it up and hide themselves from God. And at the same time, God loved them through that uh, pain and through that struggle that they were experiencing and that, and that they put uh, God through, essentially. Um, and I wanted a God that would love me through my trials and errors as well. So I talked with my mom. She explained to me the story of you know how you know God loves us and how he loves us so much that he sent his son to die on the cross and pay the price for our sins so that we can, you know, accept him as our Lord and Savior and have a relationship with him. Uh, so I prayed with her and uh, I, I, from that point for, for the next, you know, few years of my life, I, uh, that, that's what my claim to salvation was through, was through that, you know, period and that moment in my life where I prayed with my mom and accepted Christ into my heart. But from that time on, uh, really, you know, through middle school into high school, 
I really was just following the way of the world. I was doing what everyone else did, uh, talked the way everyone else talked, hung out, and uh, just wanted to be liked by those around me. And I've talked about it before, how badly I, I used to seek the approval of others. Uh, and that le- led to you know, me just wanting to you know, be the funny guy um, and just be the, the, the attention needer. And it, it just led me to le- live a life that, that was just following the way of the world. And there's a great verse, Romans 12, 2, which says, Don't conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And at that time in my life, I was 100% conforming to the patterns of this world and what was you know, normalized to the world. And if we're considered to be, if we consider to be followers of Christ, then the way of Christ looks different than the way of the world. So I, I, I can definitely look back on that time in my life and uh, I, I see a noticeable difference between that time and who I am today. But, um, you know, I, I went through a very unique experience after high school when I went into college because, well, in college, most people get their first sense of freedom. Uh, it's their first time being away from the home. They don't have to, you know, answer to mom and dad every night. They, can't, they have their own you know, sense of freedom. They fit, they're able to figure out who they really are and what they want to be for the first time. Um, and I, you know, I got a little bit of that experience my my freshman year of college. But I was very fortunate and blessed to be put into a system through my baseball team, uh, through the relationships that I built. Uh, to to really, it, w- it was the first time in my life that I was pushed and challenged uh, to be able to defend why I believe what I believe. And, uh, you know, why, if it was correct and, and how to handle doubt and uh, how to you know, seek out those relationships that are going to push you in that way. Um, and I'm very grateful for that time in my life. And uh, moving on from there, I, that at that point, I did so much growing and understanding uh, my relationship with Christ and really developed in, in that. And from that point on, I would say my life is 100 percent transform transformed from the man I was before that time. Uh, my wants are completely different. My desires, what I find my satisfaction and where I place my identity has completely changed. And the truth is, is, and I kind of struggle with this still to this day, is I truly don't know if, if, I, was, you know, if I was saved or not prior to my college years. Because you know, while I did, you know, I believed that that God sent Jesus to to be the savior of the world and that he died on the cross to to save us from our sins. But at the same time, there was zero action behind those words. I was saying one thing and living a completely different way. So, but if I were to, you know, if I were to have to guess and, and if I were to have to give an answer, I would say I probably wasn't for the sheer fact that there was zero action behind my words. So that's a little bit of background on my faith journey. And I want to give some some of the most impactful insights that I've learned when it comes to my faith. There's really five main insights that that I point to when being able to give a logical defense of my faith. And there's there are definitely plenty of others out there, but these are some of the ones that really stick out to me. And I want to preface this by saying I think it's extremely important for anyone to be able to defend why it is they believe what they believe, rather than just having quote unquote blind faith and, and, and saying they believe one thing but can't give any logical explanation as to why, um, I think it's very important to do a lot of you know, self-analysis of, of why it is you believe what you believe. So moving through these five insights for me, number one, I think there's a logical explanation for an intelligent designer. 
Um, you look at the way the, the world has been created and, and the, the uniqueness and the intricacies to the whole universe, you know, the stars, the solar system, how the earth was placed in its, in its exact position to where if we were any closer to the sun, the, the level of heat would not allow for human life to be sustained. And same thing if it was any further away from the, from the sun, then it would be too cold to where the earth would freeze over and we wouldn't be able to have human life. And, you know, how was it that the earth was placed in its exact position to sustain human life? Um, you, you look at, you know, the, the intricacies to, to you know, the, the earth and, and the different uh, landforms that we have. You look at the vast mountain ranges and the, and the rivers and the oceans and um, you look at different ecosystems and how and, and, and different, you know, life forms that, that have been created. And you look at the intricacies of, of human nature and our organ systems, how the how a human actually functions in its day to day. You look at the sexual reproduction of how life is it has the ability to just be created by a man and a woman. How a, a woman was created to carry an egg, and a man was created to carry sperm, in, in in a way where those can collide and and maturate to form another human life. It, it's just so unique and so perfectly designed to where. I don't know how anybody can look at that and, and leave that up to just, oh, it's, it's just chance. It just happened by chance. Uh, it was created from nothing. And, and that leads me into uh, my next point, which is, you know, what, what makes more logical sense? To believe that nothing created something versus something created something. Every building has a builder. Every painting has a painter. Every business has a founder. So why would creation then not have a creator? It just makes logical sense to me. Insight number two is there's one thing in this life that we are all guaranteed. And as morbid as it may sound, we are all guaranteed death at some point. Since we're all guaranteed death, there are two logical questions that, that, that then I would ask. And first is, all right, when is that going to happen? And second is, okay, what happens next? When is, we have no clue when. We don't know if we're going to wake up tomorrow. We're, we don't know if we're going to make it to the end of the day today. And again, I know it sounds morbid, but it's, it's a reality that we, must, that we must be able to face. And as far as what happens next, God gives us a clear example or a clear answer for how to answer what happens next. In John 3.16, one of the most famous verses that you can find in all of Scripture, For God so loved the world that he sent his one and only Son, so that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And I place a huge emphasis on the, the part in that verse where it says believes in him. Why doesn't he say believes that Jesus existed or believes that Jesus died on the cross? No, it's believes in him. There's a complete difference. And this leads into my next insight, uh, which is there's a difference between believing in and believing that. Believing versus following. I, I'll use the analogy or the metaphor of think about nutrition. Think about the difference between someone saying, I believe that, that a healthy uh, nutrition plan works versus I believe in a healthy nutrition plan. The believing in inspires action. And like I said a second ago, there's a difference between believing and following because uh, I think true faith inspires action. Do you know about God versus do you truly know God? So what does a relationship to you look like? You, you spend, you know, do you take time out of your day to invest in that relationship? 
you you know invest emotional intelligence into that relationship just think about the the different aspects to a relationship and then if you claim to be claim to be a follower of Jesus is that what you have with Jesus do you have that relationship with God i think it's so powerful to be able to answer that to yourself uh, because that gives you a lot of self-realization to where you are in your walk with Christ if you claim to be a Jesus follower. Insight number four is I think there's an idea, and I've, and I've mentioned this before, but I think there's an idea in our culture today that the outspoken Christian is someone who's soft or considered to be weak. And I want to strongly say that there is strength and boldness of faith. What would be What seems to be easy to me is looking at how everyone else lives and what everyone else likes to do and choosing to follow and fit in with that way just to fit in with those people. But what takes strength is choosing to be different and standing up for what you believe in. And my last insight I want to cover is is more of a, of a historical basis. Uh, and I'm not a history buff by any means, but there's so much power when you truly understand the evolution of, of Christianity within the Roman Empire. Uh, back in those days. And the Roman Empire was the most powerful force in the world at the time. And you had uh, this the, the disciples and Jesus. And after Jesus was killed on the cross um, and, and you know, he came back, rose again, uh, was, was present with the disciple and amongst the disciples for a short period of time and then went off to be with the Father. Uh, and after that time, you have these disciples who, who were the disciples? They were you know, fishermen, tax collectors, essentially your blue collar, your blue collar style guys of the time that didn't have a lot of social impact in the world and didn't have a lot of notoriety at the time. So you have these 12 blue collar guys um, who professed to have a king who was murdered. And you have the entire force of the Roman Empire willing to persecute and execute anyone who claims to belong to the way of Christ. But then 380 years later, in the year 380, the Christian religion was professed to be the official religion of the Roman Empire. Now, how do you go from that powerful, that powerful force, the most powerful force in the world at the time, that is willing to execute Christians, to 380 years later professing that same religion as the official religion of the Roman Empire. Tell me what other power besides the supernatural power of God that could facilitate a movement and growth the likes of that. To me, that's what makes logical sense. Now, I believe there, there's such an importance in having a faith of your own and being able to defend whatever it is you believe. And there's a great quote, and I'm unsure of the source, but it says, always be preaching the gospel and when necessary, use words. Think about the way you live your life. There's so, there, there's, there are more ways to be preaching the gospel and the story of Christ and sharing your faith outside of just preaching to people via your words and via your vernacular. There, there should be a way you live your life that inspires people to want to know more about you know, what makes you live the way you live. Why is your demeanor the way it is? Why do you show so much love and why you why why do you experience so much joy throughout your life? And when that time comes, then you use the words. But you don't all, you don't necessarily have to be, you know, preaching via your words in order to share the gospel with others. Share the gospel through your daily walk and through your daily actions and how you live your life. 
Now, I want to end this podcast off with um, my favorite verse because there, it, I think it's so powerful to be able to take into our day-to-day, and it gives me so much comfort, and I think it will you as well. Uh, but it's John 16, 33, and Jesus is talking to, to his disciples, and he says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. I'll read that one more time. John 16, 33, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So guys, when we experience trials and tribulation and suffering, it should not be a surprise to us because Jesus tells us that we will experience hard times, whether we're following him or whether we're not. So many people in today's world, you know, preach on the idea of, you know, if you follow Christ, he'll make your life great and you're you're never going to have hard times. And guys, that's, that's just not reality. Jesus tells us that we will experience hard times in our lives, but what's the way to peace? He tells us in me, you may have peace and he has overcome the world. So place your faith and place your trust in him and he will help you through those hard times. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I know that the concept of faith and religion can be intimidating for so many people. So if you're looking for someone to talk to or or have questions about anything, I'd love to connect with you. Uh, And I by no means claim to have all the answers, and I'm still learning more and more about my faith every day. But I'm extremely passionate about helping others find a faith of their own, and hopefully that means a relationship with Christ. Next episode will be a deep dive into core value number two, which is relationships. So be sure to check that out next Friday and go ahead and give the podcast a rating and review and check out, take a step on social media for more content. I love you guys. And I will talk to you in the next episode.